0: Oh, oh, one more thing. Well,
1: listen, there's
0: one more thing. Just one more thing. Yes, just one more thing. A podcast about Colombo. I'm RJ White.
1: I'm John Morris, and on this episode, we'll be discussing A Friend Indeed. Originally broadcast May 5th, 1974, directed by Ben Gazzara, written by Peter S. Fisher, and starring Richard Kylie, Rosemary Murphy, Michael McGuire, Val Avery, and of course, Peter Falk as Columbo.
0: And each time we're joined by a special guest this episode, it's author and critic Ron Hogan. But before we bring him on, John, who polices the policeman?
1: Well, RJ, this is a story all about how two wives got murdered, one got drowned. And I'd like to take a minute, to so just sit right there. I'll tell you how Columbo solved a double homicide in Bel Air. Richard Kiley plays Halperin, slightly deranged. At the club is where you'll find him every Tuesday, chilling out, gambling, relaxing all cool, and arranging to have his dead wife thrown in a pool. Because he's a deputy commissioner who's up to no good. He ordered helicopter surveillance of his neighborhood, with his alibi established, he jumps out of the air and into the pool of his luxurious mansion in Bel Air. Hugh Caldwell is his neighbor, and he's living in fear because he murdered his wife and then left for a beer. Now he owes in one, if just to be fair, that's how <laughs> quid quo pro works in the town of Bel Air. The depth Commission called Columbo, which was his big mistake, because Columbo figured out the prime suspect was fake, so he set up a lease and trapped the commissioner there, and that's how Columbo solved a double homicide in Bel Air. Thank you, John. My pleasure.
0: Ron, thank you. uh, Thank you and welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I have to ask you you suggested this episode. Why did you pick this particular one?
2: Well, this is a favorite episode of mine for a lot of reasons. Um, You know, it's easily in my top five. Uh, But I think, like, among the things that I love about it um, that we'll definitely be talking about are the fact that this is one in which the LAPD has sort of a stronger presence than it usually does. I mean, a lot of the Mm, times the LAPD is basically just Columbo and maybe Sergeant Wilson. Uh, But here it's like, I mean, the police department is integral to the actual case. And I've been fascinated by the whole attitude towards towards the LAPD and towards police in general that you usually find in Columbo episodes. And so to have that, the, the police really sort of central in there was, was fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, it, it, that actually, that's, that's really interesting about that because one of the things I love about the introduction of um, Richard Kiley's character, and they spared no expense getting Richard Kiley, um, was the fact that <laughs> you don't know for a very long time exactly who he is, mm-hmm. exactly what his position is. You don't know that he is an actual goddamn commissioner of police. Like, you think he's some sort of weird, creepy, sleazy crime guy. Perhaps some sort of fixer or something. And you go, like, uh, 20, 25 minutes where you find out, like, well, no, actually, he's uh, one of the top law enforcement officers of the city, and he's aiding and abetting the cover-up of a murder. It makes I, it... I, that's, I love that about the opening of this episode.
2: It makes it really weird. I mean, and this is also the case where you know, you don't see the first murder, which is very rare in Columbo. Oh, right? yeah.
0: No, that's yeah, good point. Good point.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, All you know about it is that, you know, Hugh makes the phone call, ends up going to the club and Mark's there and he's like, oh, my God, you, yeah, you have to help me. I, yeah, I'm going to turn myself in. And right away, Mark's like, oh, don't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. You know, about I'll take
2: it. care of this. Comes up with this whole alibi on the fly, and you're like, yeah. "Okay, that's kind of weird." This guy knows how to work yeah. this stuff. I wonder how. Yeah. and then yeah, you think... think, "Yeah, ten oh, minutes." Okay. Yeah, I was going to say ten minutes later. It's like, "Yeah, Deputy Commissioner here," and you're like, "Oh, okay. it's terrible." Yeah, and like, yeah. you know, I mean, Hugh was probably thinking, "It's like, okay, I'm going to go to my friend, the police commissioner." And say like I kill, you know, I accidentally killed my wife. Yeah, he's probably thinking it's like, okay, what is the way I can, you know, not have to spend the night in the in the pokey, you know, get, you know, get like, you know, relatively easy sentencing, and it's like, you know, basically get like a nice little sort of like cakewalk through the legal system.
0: Well, he kind of wants to though. First, he wants to <laughs> yeah. call the police, and yeah. the commissioner of police says, like, no, don't do that. And actually, yeah. the, the the scene in the uh, funeral home, he's like, well, I want to call the police. He's like, well, you did. It's like, oh,
1: so terrible and corrupt and awful and evil. I love it. I, I took that as a bit of an indicator about the Colombo universe or the Columbo-verse. Uh, <laughs> because when he says, you did call the police, it felt to me more like he's saying, considering your level of wealth and power in oh, community, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what the police do for you.
0: Well, there's a lot of that because um, the, the press conference that uh, Kylie's character gives about the murder... He says oh, you know the, He says oh, something about like, Oh, we're in every neighborhood. It's not just for the, the, the so poor called. neighborhoods and everything. <laughs> and we also do it it's like, oh my god. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of weird class stuff yeah. in this one.
2: Yeah. Oh god, because you know, that's the thing that everybody hates about the LAPD is that they're constantly maintaining a presence in the lower <laughs> right. the lower, in the, in the lower <laughs> class. Yeah,
0: that they're that they're doing their job there. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah and and then he 's like, oh and we 're going to have like nightly helicopter searches over bell and it 's like, yeah, I bet the people of Bel Air are really thrilled to have like helicopter flybys in their
1: neighborhood right, but he needs an alibi i I got to wondering uh and I want to get back to um uh the first murder victim and and us not having met her at all before she dies, but right uh." I actually was wondering when Sumner Sloan goes to Halperin. In the oh, Sumner
0: Sloane! Thank you. He's nice.
1: I, I wanted to get that in real quick. Yes. Uh, yeah, I ha- course, I uh... got the feeling that that's just what everybody in this community does when there's any kind of trouble with the law. They go straight oh. to Halperin, and like, and the reason Halperin's able to come up with a scheme so quick is probably he's helped a couple other murders. Maybe. Or at least yes. a couple of other kind of unfortunate well, things, thing and he's is, had it in his head like, "I gotta murder that rich wife of mine someday. Well, I'll take advantage of some guy."
0: Well, I, I was I was wondering, is it? It's not an elected position; it's an appointed position. So does mm-hmm. he even I, have? Well, actually, no, because they do re- they refer to him having written some books on criminology and crime and things. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he has any real. Um, actual policing experience. Seems like he's more of an academic or something. Yeah, who happens who was to be a, a millionaire. <laughs> yes, yeah, who married yeah. a millionaire was appointed to this position mm-hmm. and kind of finds himself above all of this.
1: Well didn't somebody bit. during the uh, when he was playing Mastermind at the club or Yahtzee or whatever it was. Was that
0: was that you were you the guy were you the born I who mentioned that he looks like the guy in the Mastermind box yeah. or whatever? That, yes. I have
1: that lined up on the Tumblr. Okay, uh yeah. He yeah. looks like the he looked like the cover to the Mastermind box.
0: Yes, he does.
1: <laughs> the woman standing with her hand yeah. on her
2: shoulder and everything. Yeah. Um but I, <laughs> I, I... I thought it was backgammon, but I'm not sure. Uh, you know they could be both. They all want to be, be classy both. back in the '70s. Exactly, so the it's a very classy club. Yes,
1: backgammon's my game, and I didn't even recognize that's what they were playing.
2: But well, the the thing is, is that all you see is the dice, and, and yeah. the fact that you had to roll doubles. I was like, oh, okay, but he has to roll doubles to get all of his pieces off the board, or whatever. Was that,
0: is that more popular in Los Angeles back then amongst the rich people, the well, backgammon, backgammon clubs?
2: Backgammon was huge in the '70s
1: and '80s. It was seriously. Weird. Yeah. Wow. Like my school had both a chess and a backgammon club.
0: What? Goodness yeah. gracious, I had no idea.
1: Anyway. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I could swear that his opponent says something about him having a military background.
0: Yes, about being in the army. Like, oh, you learned courage right. in the army, so there's a bit of that too. Yes. Now
1: he could have just been a you know a dog face, but he could have also been you know well placed officer in the army and had a military career that led into his career as deputy commissioner
0: right okay that's, that's true but he's he's also written a couple of books about things too so he thinks he knows how to game the system and could
1: have uh, could have headed up the military police for all we know
0: oh yeah until yes. he covered
1: up a few murders
0: yeah <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah successfully up until it's, this point point. and this is the thing that constantly it, yeah once you once you know that he's like the deputy commissioner the fact that his immediate go-to reaction to his friend coming to him and confessing that he's accidentally murdered his wife is, "Okay, how can I ex- how can I exploit this for yes! my oh, It's like this is some terrible. James Elroy shit here.
0: Yes, it's te- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible.
2: This oh. is like the you know, the James Cromwell character in LA Confidential levels of evil oh, yeah. here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, well, this is know, one of the more uh evil characters, just he really really is morally delight, bankrupt characters in the show. Cool. Yeah, he's awesome. But uh,
1: this, uh, like I say, you know, you don't get you don't get rich by turning down free money, and you don't get That's powerful true. by missing out on opportunities.
0: No, and he's just so oh. um, so sarcastic about his wife wanting oh. to actually help people with her money.
1: He's so mean about it. Oh, my like, God. Like, he's okay with giving money away, but he's like, the people you choose.
0: Yes. Anybody
1: with an old coat. Ugh. You like know, the Lumba. kind of people who might need money.
0: right?
1: Uh, but oh. get, to get back to the murder victim, so the only other one I can remember off the top of my head is suitable for framing.
0: Oh, right, yes.
1: And uh, that, he's just playing the piano, gets shot, that's the end of the uncle. And we, we learn a little bit about him. We know that he had a, you know this dizzy woman that he married and loved, but had to divorce for one reason or another. And that's kind of all we learn about him. In this episode, we learn so much after about an hour has passed, we suddenly learn so much about the first victim because mm-hmm. all of her backstory starts getting filled in. I loved that. Yeah, it was interesting because I'd almost you almost forget that it's about her that that's why Columbo's there to solve that murder because right. there's so much else going on. And then we start finding we actually meet one of her boyfriends. We go to the you know what counts as her high class hawk shop,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and uh, yeah, I, I thought that was. An absolutely glorious way to handle it. So we still learn about the victim and we still feel some real sympathy for her.
0: Yeah, I know. Without her well, even being seen at all.
2: Like, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, well, you know, she is beautiful and charming for a woman yeah, for of thirty six. <laughs> right. Yeah. For the
1: old for an old withered up Harrodon of oh thirty six.
2: She she wasn't aging as slowly as she thought she was. Oh, <laughs> but,
0: yeah, there's a lot of that, yeah, that wasn't so
2: great.
1: They had that line about uh by something about uh, choosing or judging by the men she chose, she thought she looked younger than she did,
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: guy that we meet is like twenty eight, twenty nine. Yes, yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah. So uh, women, women got a real road to hoe in this world, boys.
0: <laughs> uh, especially, especially the uh, Columbo that doesn't go so well a lot of times. Yeah, I mean the uh, Well, yeah, like uh, two episodes ago, I talked about the. Um, uh, the uh, sex clinic one too, where it's like they just sometimes they don't know what to do with the female characters very well, yeah. and it's just especially the seventies ones, and it gets a little weird to watch.
1: Mur- murder and madness you know? is it's either murderness madness murder murderness it's murderness it's yes. murder and madness together, but it's <laughs> a, it's usually murder or madness or um they just give themselves up and have to rely on a man to take care of stuff. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So,
2: it's uh, so 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 she so when Columbo goes to the the jewelry store, yes. and and he you know we go through all lot that, and then he like because he and he's established that the ring is a fake, and he they're like know, but this isn't an eight thousand dollar ring, and of course you know I'm fascinated by you know the inflation levels that whenever you watch like old movies or something, and they say like oh right. this eight thousand dollar thing, it's like so I, I went to the website, it's like. Eight thousand nineteen seventy four dollars is about a thirty eight thousand dollar ring. Oh jeez. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Wow. That ain't wow. Okay.
0: And 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 so yeah, how much... was like, well, actually, yeah, the watch band. I, I, well, like, you was... didn't think to look up that how much that watch band is? He's like, oh, hey, I did watch... look up. That. Oh yeah, yeah it was it. Good. good. That was like a hundred and twenty bucks, I think, for a watch band. No wonder Colombo was saying like, I don't want to buy a whole watch. That's pretty good. Really? 120 bucks for a watch band?
1: I would drop yeah. 120 bucks on a watch band.
0: I, I go down a couple blocks to Jewelers Row from my office, and I can get one for like a, a, maybe a, a $20. i am not right. saying that you for can't a
1: buy a cheaper one. I'm just yes. saying if I saw one I really liked, I'd buy it for 120 bucks. Just a band. Uh, so how much is the Goodness. $80 trade-in he would have gotten for the Peugeot?
2: uh $387. Oh, oh that's an insult. That's an geez, insult. For that?
0: <laughs> but I mean it's a good gag for the car, but I mean it's good it gag for the show. But, but still
2: like geez. from the beginning when he's like, "Oh my god, this is a really great car. We never see stuff like any like this anymore. I'll give you a good trade-in on it." Yeah. And you're expecting it because there I feel like there are other episodes where like car dealers like tell Columbo, it's like, "Oh my god, this car, you know, this car is awesome. You know, how much do you want for it?" He's like, "Ah, oh, I don't you know." I'd had this car forever. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. never going give up. That, uh, I wouldn't know what sad, is, is.
0: Sadly, that was one of the better uh, fault impressions we've had on yeah. the show.
2: Really? Better
0: than John and uh, I do. <laughs> Definitely, so that wasn't bad. Yes.
1: Make a mental note. We're gonna hi- we're gonna get a uh, uh, an impressionist on the show someday. Yes. Um, but you know, if he did sell the car, he could have bought three watch bands. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I
0: there perfect. you go. Perfect.
1: Loaded up on watch bands. <laughs> Uh, before basically. we leave that scene too quick, uh just a note for our friend Kevin Church that uh the <laughs> assistant in the I'm episode is he ar- listens
0: to this, but all right
1: well i 'll cue a man but yeah, uh, sure. uh Arlene Martell yes was the shop assistant the the uh, i don 't know what to call her esoterically beautiful moon faced woman
0: right yeah okay, that 's good enough sure
1: who just came out of the back room to shame Columbo and then right. leave. Uh, but she was also in the episode. She played T'Pring in the episode of Star Trek: A Mock Time.
0: Wait, was she was she, was she
1: uh, Spock's uh, fiance or whatever? <laughs> yeah, she she's uh, he, she was Spock's lady.
0: Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I've yeah. not seen that, that in such a long time. Holy cow! That
2: completely flew by me.
0: <laughs> wow. So for not for Pring. you Star
1: Trek fanatics in the audience, and for our Star Trek fanatic friend Kevin, there you go.
2: I am a very bad Trekkie. Oh, we
0: <laughs> wow. Well, she she aged well from the late sixties to the uh, to nineteen. <laughs> 74, I guess. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, she was only 28 when this episode was shown, Oh, so
0: I guess so. I guess she's okay. She was still younger than springtime. Yeah, she wasn't oh, 36 yeah. yet. <laughs> That's
1: right. We should clarify, in case no one's watched the episode, we're not saying 36 is old. No. The guy in the episode said that 36 was practically ancient.
0: Yes, it was yeah. like the, worst, the oldest age you could be, you'd possibly be. Like, oh my God. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. In the,
2: but in that sort of like trophy wife situation that uh, that, you know, is presumably 70s bel-air that actually is probably yeah she is yeah, pretty much hitting the hit, sell-by date uh, that it's like I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean sell by date
2: i mean yeah, let's face it the only reason that mark is stuck around with that with the wife of his as long as he has is because of the four million dollars
0: oh and and oh wait, hold on and also relating to that I, I wrote down um uh one of the cops there at the murder scene said she was a good-looking broad except for the marks around her neck Oh, oh dear!
1: Cops! In oh sh- dear. This is not a good episode for cops. No. no,
0: except for Duffy. Duffy, I liked a
1: lot. Yeah, glad he comes back. Duffy,
0: uh, who we were talking about before the uh, before we started recording, um, recently I, I I saw a little bit of because um, the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel, if you've got the cable, uh, is running Columbo, and I don't care. They're doing eight, the seventies, eighties, nineties. They're doing all of them. And I saw a bit of the um, uh, Murder of a Rockstar episode, which we talked about a while back. I didn't realize uh, until just like this week uh, Duffy, the uh, robbery detective in this, who shows up a lot, he's Columbo's chief in that one, who kind of like dresses him down for talking too much to Dabney Coleman, but then advises him that the uh, Darrow Club has great New York steaks. So good (laughs) for him. This thick, that thick. Quite a career. So he's a, career. Not, he's a nice guy there, eventually. But I, it's okay. And this one seems like kind of a tough guy, old cop type. I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's that's a good kind of cast to put into Columbo, or old grizzled cops.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: But with one small problem. Hmm, what's that? Uh, well, as you know, I write a blog about the early days of Superman.
0: Well, yes. And uh, who, who for the first
1: twelve For the first 12 years in all of his media, Superman almost never faces another... Superman he meets a few villains but almost none of them can fly or have super strength oh or it's infl- all,
0: yeah it's all like uh, goons goons it's a, it's a lot of a goons and corrupt politicians
1: goons nerds corrupt politicians uh whoever we were fighting at the time and the reason they did that is spaniards. because they didn't spaniards <laughs> uh they didn't want to load up on characters who were like Superman they wanted him to be as unique as possible so I I like the performances of the grizzled old cops, but it's kind of nice for Columbo to be the only grizzled cop on the LAPD force, surrounded by like young go-getters or about like a you know, like sort of suit proud professionals. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Yeah, because this hey. come up before. It talks about like yeah, it's but- that outsider thing where he's got the origins in New York, mm-hmm. and at some point, who knows why, he ended up in Los Angeles, and he still dresses and acts like he's a Cop in some story or television show in New York, but he's just dropped in Los Angeles in the middle of all these rich, sun-kissed people, and it just doesn't fit even more. So yeah, I can see where that yeah, that would be better that way almost. Yeah, yeah,
2: kind uh, of the. Uh, you guys have talked before about sort of like I, I think it's you, John, has talked about the uh, the sort of like the idea that like all the TV cops in LA are, are in the same de- in the same universe and the- <laughs> <laughs> and and I you know. If, if I were to write fic, like, one of the things I would do is, like, you know, Friday and Gannon have to be, like, incredibly appalled. It's like, oh, yeah. That this, <laughs> this, this yes. slop... I mean, you know, never mind that Friday and Gannon are so bad at what they do that they get bounced around from, you know, from one department to the next. Oh, all like the it, time, every so, season, yeah. Yeah, but that for them to be, you know, these, like, complete, like, you know, stiff by-the-book, like, sharply dressed cops, homicide cops... And then for Columbo to, like, shuffle in here and, like, it must drive them nuts.
0: Oh, I know, because his clearance rate has <laughs> got to be so... Oh, plus his clearance rate is yeah. incredible, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and, and oh. the clearance rate brings me to, like, the one thing about this episode that has to drive you nuts is that out of all the homicide cops in the LAPD... Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why the hell does Mark Halper not... And as Columbo points out, it's like, there wasn't even anybody dead when you called for me. Right.
0: <laughs> yes. I was wondering. Like, yeah, exact same I mean,
2: thing. Yes. I mean, everybody else in Los Angeles sort of gets a pass because even though he solved some high profile some high profile cases, Who can maybe name you, cops? maybe, yeah. maybe you, yeah, and maybe you don't watch the news and blah, blah blah. This guy has to know that it's like, you know, if yeah. Colombo shows up, you just might as well just stick your hand your wrists out and say like, coffee.
1: Right. Well, yeah. I think we've uh, we've hit on what we <laughs> like to. Uh, look for in a lot of the killers as to whether they're very good at their jobs or not. And Halperin is very good with the power, he's very good with schmoozing, and he's very good with sort of bullying people into doing what he wants. But maybe he's not really good with reading. He might have picked Columbo because he wanted to pick the shabbiest, most disheveled, most disorganized cop on the entire force. And he just knew that Columbo... And Columbo... I'm sure is a little bit of a joke around the department. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'm sure he's okay. a little bit into it, too. And it's probably punctuated with a lot of... I mean, he's got a great clearance rate, but that coat and the way he... And the cigar, they, I'm sure they beat him down a lot. And probably that's what Halperin heard. And so he said, Yeah, give me the shittiest homicide cop. <laughs> and unfortunately, it turned out to be the best homicide cop.
0: Right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, well, I mean, pl- actually, it brings up a thing. I, I noticed this episode where... Uh Colombo, you know usually we talk about this a lot it's it 's a huge part of the show where uh there 's always thing where he 's constantly uh discounting himself dimin- diminishing himself to kind of like uh make the adversary uh not think as much of him, so he doesn 't really do that a lot in this episode, and he doesn 't need to because Halpern is so arrogant right mm-hmm. so i there's very very little of that that 's a part of Colombo in this one.
2: And also, it's like, yeah, you know, if there's anybody in Los Angeles he can't bullshit on, on, on whether he's a good cop or not, it would be the LAPD. Yeah, you think so. Right. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, so yeah. he's not even going to bother trying on that front. Right. It also, it also, like, when my wife started me watching on Columbos, because she was a huge Columbo fan. And when it was, you know, when we were seeing each other for the, for the first time and um, she was watching them on Bravo. And so she got me into it and we would just like cycle through these. One of the first things I noticed is that it's like everybody in 1970s Los Angeles Colombo version hates the LAPD. You know, mm-hmm. just finds them like or at least hates like homicide detectives that it's like you, you constantly get these people going like, can I help you? Would you do you do mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you're all done here, Lieutenant? And he's like, and I keep thinking it's like I'm coming, it's like. You know, don't mind me. I'm just trying to solve a murder here. Right. <laughs> that it that it's like this. Le- that you know, we we grew up with this idea that disdain for the police department was sort of like it, in the '60s and, and early '70s was sort of like this hippie thing. That it's like you know, square society really liked you know, stood by Law and Order, but it's like you know, main even mainstream society in 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 the Columbo verse just has no use for the police, and just can't wait to get rid of them.
0: Well, I, but that, that brings up a point where, um, for all of the fellow's faults, in his mm-hmm. estimation of Columbo, when we had Aaron Blair on ages ago, he brought that up as an odd thing where everyone just seems so kind of blasé that a, a homicide detective is talking to them, mm-hmm. interviewing them about a murder that has happened, or people are just so dismissive of it. I I would be so nervous... And I would be so like, oh, sure, what, somebody was killed? Oh, okay, yeah, sure, what do, what do you want to know? All right, so yeah, I, I saw this guy this day, and yeah, sure, that lady came in and had a fight with him at this restaurant and I was there. Sure, what, I, that is kind of a strange thing where people are very like, oh, whatever, okay, fine. I mean, I think, I that's, think that's a thing. I think trope. a lot of his, yeah.
1: uh, a lot of his uh, suspects are either using that as a defense mm-hmm. and hoping to brush him off, because that you know, when you're in a position of wealth and power, if you if you're brusque enough, you turn people away and they stay away.
0: And yeah, he does. Not, um,
1: yeah. And the other thing is that I'm sure a lot of the folks, because we very often hear the murderers say that they're friends with the police or the DA or they have some kind of connection or another. Right. And having Columbo come bug them about it. Is is like going to a restaurant and having the busboy come up and ask you if the silverware is okay. Like <laughs> you you want to be dealt with by the maitre d, not the busboy. So they're like, I'll talk to the commissioner next week about this, and he'll fix me having murdered five children.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. I don't
1: want to have to deal with this disheveled little raincoat man.
2: Yeah. And and then yeah. And then it's the commissioner himself.
0: Yeah, that that's that's
2: the that, best part about this one.
0: Well, yeah. you said you said it was uh, you said it was one of your top five, uh, John. You you even put yeah. it higher than that, don't you? Out of
1: out of the twenty six episodes we've seen so far that we've reviewed, I think this is my favorite. Just wow. off the, off top of my head, I really love this one. Man, we're not even close to talking about everything that works so well in this. Right. We can really quickly talk about the. Let's let's see if Ron. Okay. As the same feeling there's one scene in this episode that both RJ and I feel is just filler. And there in in an episode that otherwise is pretty lean,
0: especially for a for one of the uh the 2-hour ones.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to pitch it to you if there was one scene in this that was filler, what would you think it would be?
2: Uh I would put the one where Val Avery is arguing with his fence about why he won't take the hot stuff. Be- and the fence is like, well, because there was a murder last night. And he's like, well, <laughs> I didn't do it. Why oh, don't actually, you that's,
0: the- not, that's not a bad one either. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, I, don't think that was,
1: I don't know if that was filler. But I think mean, that could
2: be. I mean, I that it could be padded. But let's, 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 yeah, that it was It padded. was padded. The yeah, part yeah. where he goes, Frankie Lozongo, Johnny
1: Two Hats. Yeah, yeah. These were men. That right. was padded. Yes, uh, yeah. that was. But it's it was also that funny. also
0: uh, before. That was we... Ben Gazzara doing like uh, some New York. I can be Scorsese. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, uh, or I can be Cassavetes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, which yeah. is also. Uh, okay, two things that we have to talk about after we talk about like what you guys think the, the filler scene was. Um, one, the whole sort of like Cassavetes club wandering through Colombo at yes. a <laughs> stage or another, but yeah. never all at the same time. Mm-hmm. and And two, I think for the most part, Ben Gazzara directs this really well. Oh yeah, this great. Yes, but but Val Avery he does not direct well.
0: Oh really? I like Val
2: I, Avery in this. I th- there are, there are, there are things I like about Val Avery in this, mm-hmm. but I feel I feel like tonally his performance is all over the place. See, I That's like that a... it
0: feels like it's from a completely different. All of a sudden, it's a completely different movie. This the, the the sets, the scenery, anything involving him, it's just from a completely different. A film or a television show just inserted into Colombo, and I like when that sort of thing happens. Did you notice? Over? Speaking of that,
1: uh, when he goes back to talk to the fence for the first time, it all of a sudden gets all the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. Hmm. Where, like, all of a sudden, you're, they do a shot, and there's a giant red wall, and everything is super red because of the red wall. Oh, then and it's get, just a very they,
0: slow, 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 yeah, bread, slow zoom. panda
1: walk, and then they yep. go closer to the restrooms, and that's all yellow. And it's like oh. the hallway sequence, or the room sequence in uh, Cook the Thief and the Wife. I've
0: never seen that.
1: Oh, Well, you should. Oh, a, you uh, should. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Cook that one was getting Thief me. But 1. I'm, I'm on Ron's side a little bit, because the comment I made when we were watching it is that the Avery, the Val Avery scenes, the already Jessup scenes, had a little kind of a Roger Corman feel to them.
0: Oh, really? Oh, And
1: it, it definitely felt like uh, there's a, I think it's called Gunslinger. There's an old... Corman Western, where he mistimes the pan across the town, and there's two guys sitting on horses, and uh, the cue for them to start riding didn't happen until they were fully on screen. <laughs> so they were supposed to look like they were just riding past, and what happened instead was the camera stops, they're well in focus, and then all of a sudden they both at once go, ka-dunk, and start riding forward. <laughs> and I feel like that's what Val Avery was probably doing, which is he wasn't like acting as though, he wasn't getting into it before Anybody said action the second they said action is when he started like pointing his finger and doing his lines it felt very mm-hmm. it, it had a little a little Corman to it.
0: I liked that it was weird and jerky. And don't get me strange.
1: wrong. I love every scene in the bar
0: right oh but uh, going back to the uh, filler thing uh John and I were figuring that the uh the car trouble scene that was the one that was oh kind of like a filler in front. It went, the when band. he's yep. leaving her house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got to flag a guy down to take him to the garage. But it mm-hmm. goes for such a long time. Like, oh, it's not starting. Oh, well, I got to lift the hood. Oh, I forgot how to lift the hood. Oh, I'll right. lift the hood. Okay. Oh, it ain't working. Hey, I got to flag down a car. Hey, can you take me to the garage? I'll get your car slowly. Let's go to the garage.
1: <laughs> Commercial. That was that was batting. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. seemed a
0: little seemed a
1: little slow. All right. Well, to right get there. to uh, let's get back to the Casavettes Club because. That is, I have a, I have a couple good anecdotes about Gazara and, and Falk working on this episode, too.
0: Yeah, probably, by all means.
1: Well, okay, I'll go first. Uh, well, the first thing is this was supposed to be a 90-minute episode. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Gazara just couldn't fit it in 90 minutes. He kept filling it with more shots and more content. And that's how it ended up being a two-hour episode. And that's why the, the few scenes of padding uh, don't really last that long. Because that's, it's pretty, it's otherwise pretty packed. That's so odd. Why would... It is, really. And then the other thing is that Falk was notorious for taking multiple takes of everything. And uh, Gazara, you know, being his friend, and I guess having learned that on the set of the Casavetti's films, was getting ahead of him. So before Falk would say, let's do that one again, Gazara would jump in and say, good good take, Pete, one more time. ha! <laughs> And they kept, he was doing this intentionally to try to tire Falk out. And he says they were doing 40 to 50 takes of every scene with, at one point, the studio executives standing behind them just having kittens. Why
2: would he – why? Falk loved taking multiple takes. I know, but uh, – Which is Sarah, so weird. You
0: think – yeah.
2: Which is so weird because, like, one of the reasons that he – you know, that – This is like a a series of TV movies. Is that he didn't want the grind of a weekly series? Yeah,
0: right. But he did the equivalent of it, pretty much.
1: Yeah, for each one. I think what's what's great is that you know Columbo was a character who's supposed to be meticulous, although he appeared so you know shaken and loose and relaxed. And turns out Peter Falk was highly meticulous, even though he looked like really shaken and relaxed. Marriage. Yeah.
2: And that. Like, another cool thing about this episode is that, you know, w- my wife and I have this theory that Columbo is a sadist. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, hear I can see is. that. Yeah. yeah, so there there are any number of episodes, um, and oh. I think, like, An Exercise in Fatality is definitely one of them. Oh, um, yeah. Oof. Uh, the George Hamilton one is one where it's like, Columbo knows right away. You yeah, know, he oh. just walks in, and he knows, and... He draws it out. You almost get the sense that he's drawing it out as long as possible just to see how deep a hole that the guy will dig for himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you don't really see so much. I don't think you see so much of that here, although certainly Richard Kiley spends a lot of time digging a hole for himself. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: But it's, Especially it's by really... murdering his wife. Yeah. <laughs> three quarters of the <laughs> way through the episode.
2: <laughs> but it's only, you know, basically Columbo just, like, you know, puts the pieces together and it's not like he really goes after the guy that much. He, You know, he comes in with the questions, but it's not like it's, it's, it's a lot more calmer. I think because he knows that he's dealing with a police commissioner and that it's a pretty serious case and that, you know, for all that he is, you know, has the highest clearance rate, his badge is on the line. If he fucks this up. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Yeah. He straight lost it at the end. yeah,
2: Yeah. So he lays the trap very carefully uh, you know, it's like he just waits until it's like, yeah, you know, and he like actually you know, until he can lay that trap where he like tamper[s] with police documents, knowing that the one guy who you know that, that right. Richard Kiley will see it. Um, but it's like, and as I say, Richard Kiley, you know, certainly keeps digging that hole. I mean, it's like the one oh, yeah. thing, the one thing you never do with Colombo, or right. you should never do with Colombo, that everybody does is like. Try to push a narrative on him? Oh, the old,
0: now here's what <laughs> I think happened. No,
2: don't do that. Do uh, yeah. not or, or, offer your are, own Columbus theory. Like, how could, you know, Columbus was like, how could this possibly be the, you know, why is she didn't answer the phone? Then does she answer the phone now? And, and well, maybe she just felt like it. You know? Oh, Who sure, knows? that would certainly
0: <laughs> explain it. Thank yeah. you. That's a great but, idea. And then he's yeah. thinking like, okay, you're the bastard you
2: murdered. Okay, got look, it. Look, yes. Look, it was a burglar, Columbo. Just keep working on the theory that it was a burglar. Right. There's. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to steer you away from anything. Just go look at the burglar. And it's like everybody does this. Mm-hmm. E- e- and it's like e- again, even if you don't know. That Colombo has the highest clearance rate in in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, you got to think that it's like when you are being grilled by a homicide detective, offer as little as possible. Don't try right. to seem right, but yes. It, but again, you know, circling back to the club where you know uh, Mark is like, you know, sometimes you've just got to be reckless and right. bold. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah, and, yeah. and I think that that. Uh, you know, Laura and I determined is like that is really what's driving a lot of his actions in there, which you know, actions which make no logical sense. No,
0: no, his yeah, the way the way that uh, uh, Halpern Kylie decides to go about all of this and tries to cover it up, it's he thinks he's being so clever and brilliant because he's written books about it, he's done whatever, and no, it just does not hold up at all.
1: all right. Well, there's also I think there's an. uh a suggestion and maybe they couldn't say this explicitly because I don't think you could even say it explicitly uh on television these days at least in a, a family friendly Sunday night mystery movie but uh he seemed to be capitalizing on black panic
0: oh yes because there's yes. yeah there's that one scene.
1: Now there's that love. Oh, it's my oh favorite my God, scene in the scene. episode. Jesus. That poor black guy wanders into Bel Air and like, oh, oh. he's
0: looking because yeah, because uh, Halpern's wife was supposed to accept an award uh, from, from the... some community group, and yeah. the guy mm-hmm. comes in, he's like, I came to see if she was coming or not, and the cops are all over him saying like, oh, what are you doing here? I don't yeah,
1: think he got I in this cab that had, <laughs> a, yeah, got in a cab you... where the license plate said fresh, and they had dice in the mirror. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. He, but but yeah, and he's like. <laughs> And he's like, I don't think I want to be here anymore. And the one cop is like, yeah, I bet you don't want to be here. Uh And and like I say, you you, you get a circle back to that sort of like James Elroy style.
0: Right. Racist,
2: misogynist LAPD. But the thing is... And Columbo's
0: the only one who's not doing it. It's like, no, it's not him. He knows it's not not him. No, it's not him. Let him go. He's fine.
2: Yeah, but this is... And this is the thing about... I mean, knowing L.A. as the multi-ethnic um wonderland what, what's wonderland, <laughs> yes, wonderland. wonderland. Um, amusement park metropolis. that's yeah. it metropolis metropolis <laughs> yeah i was i was thinking of a word like metropolis or, or Me- mega city
0: yeah um,
2: or mega anyway. city one right yeah um <laughs> the columboverse is like the whitest possible version of los angeles in in yeah. I, I mean the fact that like yeah I remember the first time that I saw this and it's like, oh my God, there's a black person on Columbo. Right. It, it, who, <laughs> it bumps who's up not against, answering the door.
0: It bumps up against that realism stuff once in a while. But I think what works about the show is the fact that it is, he's always doing, like solving these crimes in this rarefied area with these just rich, powerful bastards,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which I think really feeds into the whole like class division uh, aspect of this entire series yeah. where it's like, these people think they can get away with everything because they're rich, they're successful, that's it. They don't have to answer to anyone, even the police, they can murder if they want to, fine, whatever. It's like the, some Leopold Leopold Loeb crap. And like, well, no, because you got this guy who grew up in Brooklyn uh, who's now here and he's going to figure it out because you're an idiot.
1: Um, I think... Uh... I'm trying to now piece together all of the elements that Halperin used to create a uh, a class fear or a, a fear of, of black folks coming in and ripping off the the mansions and murdering people. And so there's definitely the um press conference. Yes. When he really sneeringly says something like so-called troubled inner city or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um and they never describe The killer is Caucasian. They just keep saying dark, dark, right? Yes, dark colors. He was Uh dark, dark. And Columbo has that bit where he just sort of ruefully says, "Dark," yeah, like yeah, okay, I see what you're doing. Right. So when that when that one black guy shows up, I'm really shocked that it wasn't immediately followed up with him in the station answering questions. It's like that seemed like exactly what Halperin was hoping for. Right, yeah. Or, or than an Artie Jessup. He was hoping just to pick up the first black guy who happened to be wandering through Bel Air.
0: Right. Well, well we were saying, too, like a uh, uh, Duffy, the um, uh, robbery cop, he yeah. cites at one point uh, Future Shock, the right. weird Alvin Toffler book uh, from the <laughs> 70s, talking about how the, the world is going to collapse because of uh, the population explosion and uh, the ruination of. Civilization and everything—it's like that guy, that old grizzled cop character, had read that book. It's like ah, everything's going to hell except like future shock. It's like oh my uh, god, that was such a weird reference. That's such an odd thing, or maybe it wasn't. Because I mean, yeah, well, came out, uh, like I think it came out like nineteen
2: seventy. Yeah, yeah seventy four. I mean, yeah. It's it's kind of the equivalent of having read like you know Freakonomics or The Tipping Points today. That it's right? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was like yeah.
0: bestseller weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it was such a strange thing to hear, especially a character like that. It's like, well, you know, it's future shock stuff like that <laughs> book. Everybody's robbing houses and killing people. Like, Jesus I feel like I feel nuts. like while well,
1: the rest of the episode has a strong Elmore Leonard, that's a that's a major uh, Ed McBain kind of note because oh, really? that would not have been out of place on Eighty Seventh Precinct. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, I still got to read those. Gotta, uh, that's pretty
1: good stuff. I'll uh, I'll loan you mine when I'm done.
2: Um, oh, they they are so good.
1: And there's a Columbo,
2: <laughs> there's a Columbo that was pretty much lifted from an in McBain. Oh, we, oh,
0: know. we, yeah. We, <laughs> got that, right? there, there have been two. We did. Uh, we did. Um,
2: Under undercover.
0: Undercover. I think there's another one too that I've seen part yeah, of. Um, and I rue the fact that I'm going to have to watch all of it eventually. It really it, bugs me. It, that it, it did it look good. I don't, know if good, you, I don't know if you saw. mentioned
1: this on the show, though. Uh, the 87th Precinct did have a, a show, <laughs> a black and white show back in the 60s. Oh. And uh, on the very first episode, this is a total aside, uh, but on the very first episode, there is a serial killer mm-hmm. played by Robert Culp.
0: What?
1: <laughs> by re- to, by return and yet to be covered by us because of our conspiracy. Yes. Uh, 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 <laughs> Whatever. Character, uh, actor, yeah. Robert Culp. And uh, I will tell you, as a serial killer... Terrifying!
0: Oh, I, oh, oh, gee, what? I can't imagine that. He's, yes, he's yeah.
1: so cool and smooth. It is absolutely just. Uh, it
0: works against him.
1: Yeah. Cool anyway,
0: well. anywho, <laughs> Robert Culp. We'll get to him. Uh, <clears> throat> <by> throat> listeners. We will get to Robert Culp. I guarantee it. We have to. We want to. It just hasn't popped up yet. There's no. We need,
1: it's two things. Either somebody picks a Culp episode, right. Or if we pick, if we have to pick an episode for one reason or another for the guest. It has to be, there has to be a reason to pick that cult episode. Yes. You know, yeah. like we picked, we picked, uh, um, uh, why am I blanking on the name? You know, the young, two of the bart, uh, t- I give. What? I, of, know, I have no of, idea where you're <laughs> going. <laughs> uh, when Too we Two young the, picked, I don't know had, what that is. When the, uh, we had Annie and Brenna on from the Lady Like Book Club podcast. Oh, right. We did Because um, their podcast was about erotic novels, we gave them, Uh, The one with George Hamilton and Leslie, because it had an ironic undertone. Right. That's how we do that when we pick for someone. So it can't just be we got a new guy. Let's give him Culp. We have to make sure it fits.
2: Right. Yes.
1: So we'll get to that.
2: So so get a football blogger on. (laughs) it. Oh, exactly. Actually, that wouldn't be bad.
0: That would uh, actually. Actually, that gave me an idea. But uh, yeah, okay, never mind. I'll I'll (laughs) think about that later. That gave me an idea. But yeah, anyway. Okay.
1: While we recollect ourselves, I uh, I was looking at the other four, other three episodes that. uh, Val Avery was in, mm-hmm. who played Artie Jessup in this one. We've reviewed two of them because uh, he was in Identity Crisis as the bartender at Aladdin.
0: All oh, right, yes. Right? Where he playing got obsessed S- with the uh, the uh, billy dancer. belly dancer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: playing uh, playing an ex cop turned pimp. Right. And he was in Dead Weight, the uh, you know? the Suzanne Plachet episode. Pretty please. He was the guy who rented the boat to Plachet and her mother.
0: Oh, with the wacky bit.
1: And the Come wacky up. bit, I'll tie down your mainstay or whatever Oh, my is. gosh. So there we go. And Val then Avery. we haven't done the most crucial game, which is, of course, a Robert Culp episode. Right, yeah.
0: Wait, but, oh, uh, right. Yes, yes, okay.
1: When we get to that, we'll know that Valery is in it. Yes.
0: Well, cool. actually, John, you, uh, it came up a couple weeks ago. Uh, hmm. you're, you had a weird meta theory thing.
1: Do you want to hear this now or do you want, should I just put it on the blog?
0: Oh, I, oh, I, I want to hear a meta theory. Yeah, let's hear okay. this thing. Yeah, it's peculiar. Let's hear
1: it. So, this, uh, give, me, give me three minutes to get through this one. All I, right. And I'll, if you don't want to hear it, you can fast forward. Yeah, so, fine. Uh, Halperin in this one is not the first murderer who seems like he has his own TV show. Oh,
0: of course not. The first one was those we did <coughs> yeah. uh, was um, Dabney Coleman.
1: Right. Uh, Daddy and Calmer. the murder of the
0: Rockstar. He did uh, the Creighton's Law. Creighton's Law. He, he had an entire TV show where he was like a, a jerk defense attorney.
1: Exactly. You, I, 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 always, I always pictured him as an unconventional defense attorney. Oh,
0: of course. He couldn't be but, anything
1: but. But Halperin really feels like he has his own show. And I was calling it Halperin L.A. Justice. Yeah. Uh, sure. And it, it just feels like the two shows collided at the moment that Halperin, who's a two-fisted, hard-hitting, hard-living... Uh, deputy commissioner who's willing to take the fight on crime to the streets, mm-hmm. but who also knows how to relax and to play hard and then cut the Play a mastermind, add, add yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's great. He's fine as the lead of his own show until he decides to murder someone. Right, And that's when Columbo shows up. So I was pitching this idea to imagine television itself as an organism, as a living entity. <laughs> oh my God. And that the networks and channels of television were the organs that allowed television to thrive and that the television shows were clusters of cells, and the clusters of cells performed the actions necessary to keep the organs functioning. And that when you had a show, like, say, Halperin, L.A. Justice, or Creighton's Law, or whatever show that Ruth Gordon's character undoubtedly had as a murder-she-wrote type scenario... Sure. Uh, they're, they're great shows until one until one of the characters, the main character, breaks his role and decides to do something like murder someone... And that's when Columbo, not the person, but the show, attacks it and acts like an antibody and tries to remove the the cancerous cells before they metastasize and start uh, infecting other shows. Because before you know it, you'll have an episode where, like, Pinky Tuscadero is flirting a little with Potsy, so Fonzie murders her in a fit of rage. So Columbo comes in. And then Columbo comes in and has to lock him away, and then it turns out that Mork is faking being an alien just to take advantage of young women, and some guy knows that, and he blackmails Mork, so Mork kills him. And then Columbo has to go into Mork and Mindy. See,
2: so this This It's fits, an this, antibody. This there are a lot it. of these that it works for. The, the, this works with the Johnny Cash episode. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yes, definitely. The, the, yeah. It the works Johnny
1: with any look. episode where there's actually a TV show. This so, is, like, suitable for framing or double shock. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or Murder Under Glass. That's the actual TV show it, we're it, looking at.
0: This fits with that weird thing I had a few weeks ago where I was like, uh, Columbo is not the protagonist of the show. Right. It, it's an anthology show where these uh, rich and powerful people are actually the protagonists. They're the ones that undergo the change in the journey of each story. Columbo is the antagonist. He's the one coming in trying to prevent them from doing what they need to do, trying to like uh, take away how, the change they're trying to enact in their
2: lives. Oh, I got it. It's like a Black Mirror version of Colombo.
0: <laughs> it, so it's, yeah, so that's the whole thing is Columbo is coming in and having to step in and, and prevent these people uh, from taking these evils. T- oh, my God. Robert Culp. He's, he's had like an a hour-long uh, drama series about having to run a football team. And all the I craziness think... with that—it's like first and ten, but with Robert Culp. But then he decides, like, I'm sick of the owner, son. I'm gonna murder him. Just Bam! To murder Columbo's him. gotta come in. Nope, you yeah. can't do that. That's not how this the, works.
1: The Columbo antibody, shabby, reeking <laughs> of cigar smoke and cheap yes! coffee and chili, it, oh just latches on to the cancerous cells before they metastasize, and boom, gets rid of them. My God! Thus saving at, television.
2: Or you look at it as some kind of at, at a Philip K. Dickian like existential level that you know columbo it, you know keeps dropping into these other real, other realities oh uh, where where they're going where the where those protagonists as you say are are going off script and columbo is like this sort of like angelic figure that like wanders with you know from you know into Which, these other realities wait 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 columbo angelic and and, and, we, and, we, and and we know that peter falk is an angel yes
0: right. that's <laughs> right that's right it's it's thing that's now. out there Oh my goodness!
1: We take that that oh we take that Peter Falk is a celestial being as written.
0: Oh, of course, it's been established in cinematic history. Yes, <laughs> this is this is a thing that people know. Wow, we could kind of stop the podcast at this point. We have broken something wide open. <laughs> this is a hell well, of honestly, a theory. This we'll
1: but this is how the Night Goliath <laughs> but, enters our world. Is that <laughs> Night we completely break go- yes. reality? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> do you want to explain this, that? Do you want to explain like Goliath one more time for
2: They can so go it's, back, yeah. Okay. It, is, <laughs> is this one of the longest times that it takes for Columbo to show up? Because not... because, because relevant to your theory is that it often takes a long time. For, Sometimes, you know, yeah. You you do live in this other reality for quite a while. I think it's like 15, like, what is it this time around? Like 15, 20 minutes before. It's close
1: 20, 20 minutes. I think it's. It's after the first commercial break is usually when Columbo comes in.
0: Right. So it's determined by the sponsor. And the sponsors trump everything, even the reality that's been set up. The sponsors trump, you know, any sort of Philip K. Dickian dimensional (laughs) transfer thing. You got to have the commercial break after like 20 minutes or so, no matter what. Reality is right for TV. That's the thing. Everything... Everything has to go down to that, though, no matter what we sponsor are, uh, break.
1: This is a this is a great conversation, but I wonder if we shouldn't, like, again, because this is a really packed episode, if we shouldn't just dive right back back into the episode. Oh, of yeah,
0: the... no, we oh, will. Well. But that was a wonderful diversion into some right. crazy, weird stuff. But yes. Yeah, I,
1: I read a lot of Grant Morrison comics, for those of you who know who that is, and yeah. that's why I make this, so... <laughs> Anyway,
0: yes, can we talk
1: about that mustard-colored ziggurat of a bathroom? What the hell?
0: Oh, the bathroom. Oh, God. I, you know what, though? There are a lot of bathrooms, it seems like, in Colombo, which maybe that's just a 70s design thing or 70s uh, Telden show scent designer thing. That have the bath the bathtubs up on uh, platforms, several yeah. platforms. Yeah, That's not unusual, Which, but it's a I it wouldn't want carpet. to do that. Yeah Yeah, a, carpets okay, in the bathroom. A, a term.
2: Carpeted bathroom is bad. Although the, although that does set up like, you know, one of the most auteuristic uh, one of the most auturistic shots I've seen in any Columbo, that two shots that he gets where like Columbo is in the full length bathroom mirror. Um, you know, Columbo walks into the bathroom and he and he like walks into the tub and, and he's off camera. And then the other cop comes into the bathroom and so you see. Oh the yes, yes, yes. I know
0: what you're about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
2: And he's looking at Columbo, who is technically off camera, but Columbo's reflected in the bath in the bathroom mirror.
0: Yeah, they're in a conversation back and forth, but just looking at each other through the mirror. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I know that, that was actually a very good See that's the thing, like Gazara had a lot of really good uh interesting visual stuff in this one. And looking at his he didn't do a lot of directing. No. Which I wonder why, because I, I liked this.
1: And what was hope, the other, what was the
0: other, He did another Columbo, what was the other Columbo episode he
1: did? Oh, off the top of my head, I forgot. I it. forget, hold on. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Fill
0: time, and I was like, clicked on one <laughs> link well, on I the just, I,
1: I'm really into that, I want to talk one more thing about that bathroom. Not only did it have plush carpets, but it had flocked felt wallpaper. Oh, boy. So, the no matter how clean that room was kept, that must have been the worst smelling room in Oh, history.
0: oh! Uh, Gazar also did the um, cruise ship episode, Troubled Waters.
2: Oh,
1: okay.
0: The
2: one with Robert Bond. Yes. <laughs> that's a really interesting one. And sweaty, one nervous
0: that's... Dean Stockwell. Yes, yes, and, yes. And
2: Patrick McNee is the.
0: Like... No, no, it's a Bernard Fox. Bernard oh, wait, Fox. No, no, Bernard, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Pat- no, no Bernard Fox a... is, the, is the purser. That's right.
2: Bernard Fox okay. is. It's got Fox and Mcnee. You're is... right, Mcnee. Yeah, yeah. are oh, wow. McNee is Doc. Nick, yes, Nick, Nick right. Me as right. the doctor. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of this A Team episode. No, wait. In the A Team episode, it's David Hemmings who's the who's the ship captain. <laughs> and do you remember that? Oh, time there's that one. David wow. Yeah. No. Well, there. there the came in. You want to have a fun diversion? There's this whole period where, like, after David Hemmings sort of like stopped acting for a while, he was basically directing like 60 uh, minute cop dramas in the 80s, and he directed a ton of A Teams. And I remember the what? first time I. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw this. Weird. Yeah, his name come up as a directed by David Hemmings, and I'm like, it can't be that one. And it's like, <laughs> no, nah, it's the same man.
0: <laughs> I love it when you find out that, like, wait, that person, like, oh, they just stopped doing anything for a while. They retired. Like, no, nah, they directed, like, uh, 50 episodes of Friends. Like, what? <laughs> Seriously? Okay, that's, that's dope. They enjoy it. That's good. Yeah, yeah it's so weird. Work his work.
1: Uh, oh, we well, I'm
0: like, you... oh, sorry. Good. Well, I was, was going to say, say yeah. like, <laughs>
1: You go you, you, you go first, Ron. You're the guest, then me, then RJ. There we go. I, okay.
2: well, I, I was going to say, like, 70s David Hemming would be, like, a perfect, like, you know, NBC Columbo villain. Oh, we're like, always
0: looking for those. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Or, yeah, another one that we uh, we always wondered, like, how come he never got to play a Columbo? McLean Stevenson. Oh!
0: Good, yeah. You know like, what?
2: Really Actually, impressive. I could
0: see that, yes. Kind of playing against type. Kind of like a really desperate uh, Weasley sort of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he would be good at that. All right.
1: I'd like to see him. I think I'd like to see him as a newspaper reporter who uh, has who's been taken bribes.
0: Oh. To,
1: uh, to, or by been blackmailing someone, and then they try to kill him, but he accidentally kills them.
0: Oh, not a premeditated. I could not you know, premeditated, actually that works. But, and then he's yeah, just very but, nervously trying to cover it up. But because he's exactly a reporter, because, he's got connections able to do that. Yeah. He's got maybe sleazy underworld guys he can try to pin it on.
1: See, I'm doing oh, right. Oh, that would be bad. I like that plot. Okay.
0: I like that too. Okay, we'll write that one fanfic. Anyway, <laughs> oh,
1: I uh I'm sorry. I wanted to point out how easily uh uh Halperin's wife dies.
0: Yeah, I, that did seem I, a bit I simple.
1: Eight could, seconds.
0: That was a very quick uh, drowning. In she could
1: You could have drowned her in, like, a humid day.
2: Yes! Yeah. Yeah. And there's no splash either, as I recall. No! No. She's absolutely.
1: not fighting. She's not reaching. No. She's very comfortable with the eye. Like, finally. That, I'm wealth, getting that
0: wealth made her soft. <laughs>
1: and then she, boneless, couldn't fight off, a...
0: she couldn't fight off a, a simple bathtub drowning.
1: Do you know what I loved about that? It's just she was clearly so easy to drown in the bathtub that he could have taken her out to the pool and just drowned her Yeah, and then taken her out of the pool for later.
0: That was such yep. a weird, sloppy
2: yeah. plan well, for that murder. Yeah.
0: To the yeah, the cover-up the murder was even sloppier and weirder and sadder. Well,
2: you know, no he's surprise. written the book about the sociology of crime, but clearly he, you know, his... Yeah, actually, the, murders is <laughs> not so... Not so, not so much.
0: No. But it's...
2: I mean, who's going to anticipate that, like, that this... That, this hinges on Columbo wanting to find out if there was chlorine in the woman's lungs. Right, it seems em- like that's it. A- yeah. And the Emmy's like, no, you're never going to find chlorine. And he's like, well, why don't you look anyway? Oh, hey, we found soap. Does that help you? <laughs> yeah,
0: a little bit. <laughs> so, and we find that out. At the same time, a huge uh, trivia nerd thing, that Columbo's uh, car or badge number or whatever is 194. 194, yeah. Yes.
1: Now we know.
0: Now we know. For no good that's worthless. But yes. <laughs> um we're we're kinda getting towards the end. There's one more thing I want to bring up. This is one thing I did not notice my first viewing of the episode. John noticed it. John and his wife noticed it. Uh the funeral tome scene. Where uh Halpern is giving uh Sumner Sloan the big uh crisscross murder pitch and he uh tries using a very, very common, well known Almost cliche, you could say. Latin phrase, and John, what does he do with it?
1: Well, he screws it up. He says instead of quid pro quo, he says quid quo pro. Why didn't they go back and correct it? Because <laughs> because Kylie has such a good voice, nobody yes. noticed.
0: Maybe I barely I so? barely
1: noticed when it happened. All I thought was I didn't
0: the first time. wrong. Yeah. So when I watched it again uh, this weekend uh, for notes, it's like. Uh, let's see, it's, it's, oh my god, he, yeah, he totally did. It's he reversed it. Yeah. I don't get why nobody on set, nobody editing, they thought, like, eh, it sounds good, whatever. Because it's a pretty well-known phrase. People know what that is.
1: Well, and then later he was showing around a picture of a, a snake that ate an elephant, and everybody's like, that's a hat.
2: That's also wrong. <laughs> But and then in the, in the same scene he's he's also like, you know, Mark's like, I, you, you, I'm not going to do this. And he's like, oh well, if you're going to do this because if you don't, I know you murdered your wife, and I'm going, you know, I can. See. It's like, in, in order for Mark to like, you know, to feed Hugh to the cops, he kind of also has to admit that he covered up the damn murder in the first yes, place. Yes, I know. Like, how's that going to work?
1: Oh, oh, boy. Yeah. There's so, but, you know, the, the there's shape, so uh, many small things, though, that give this so much character that I'm willing to forgive a lot of the larger plot holes.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this no. Is, it's a good This yeah. is a lot
1: like uh, uh, The Big Sleep, which is one of the most beautifully written books. Of oh, the,
0: but it just unravels if you think about it. Yeah,
1: it makes no sense if you think yes. about it. But the the journey is so terrific. Yeah. So that's how I feel about this
0: and, one. And yeah. coming to the end of the journey, coming to the end of the show... Um, I, this is one of my favorite gotchas of any yeah. episode of Columbo, because, yeah, we, we talked about, uh, briefly about it before, uh, where uh, Halpern, he looks at Artie Jessup's address, and he's like, okay, I'll get this guy, I'll plant the jewels, I'll put him in his, uh, seedy, uh, little Skid Row apartment, and then I'll get the cops over there, and we'll find him there, and that'll, that's it, I'll frame the guy. And I love the fact that they get them there, and the entire time they're there in searching, Columbo's just. He's not looking for anything. He's just telling Halpern, like, Well, I know it was you who did it. I know you had something to do with the first murder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think you killed your wife and everything. And Halpern's like, What? No, I can't believe it. So then when it gets to the point where they find the jewels, and it turns out, like, Well, no, that's not his apartment. This is my. Columbo says, oh, This is my apartment. <laughs> These are my socks. There's a, there's a brief moment. <laughs> before it was revealed that you think like yeah this could be where Columbo lives
1: yeah it just felt this, sad this, this it?
0: dirty sad place you're like it eh, kind of fits and then there's a little bit of relief when you realize oh no he rented it that morning right. or whatever as, as a ploy but for the brief moment you kind of feel like yeah I could see that and I feel bad for Columbo but it kind of fits
1: <laughs> I remember just thinking it was shocking that Mrs. Columbo wasn't keeping the place all like warm <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that it was dirty. It was just that it was so gray and stark, right? And the way he talks about Mrs. Colombo, I just imagined, you know, nice fabric wallpaper and curtains and soft couches, and everything but would look you, warm. You and
0: totally inviting. buy that. Yes, you that's do. His place because he well, remember. There's also the, and the that- thing
2: is, well, I was going to say too that it's like I checked the addresses, and it's within, <laughs> oh. it's within about it's within about ten blocks of the bar. Oh, nice. It's nice. the, okay. the bar, the bar, and the the that ap- that uh, apartment building are both in downtown LA.
0: That's just really good writing. Then that's I'm yeah. impressed by that. That's really nice. Yeah, um,
2: but you know, there's funny, there's it's a it's theory an, that oh, sorry, you tell me the theory. Well, uh, there's, well, there's gonna...
1: a theory that doesn't hold a lot of water, but that it's sometimes fun to watch a Columbo episode and just pretend that his wife is totally imaginary. And there's a couple episodes that you can't do that with, but. It's fun to do that, especially with this one, because when he says it's my apartment, you're like, oh, yeah, she is imaginary. You don't have a wife. You live like a weird hobo in this horrible apartment. Got it.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's all just a scam to make to make people underestimate you somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of
2: impressed that it's like. You know what is the level of dedication that Columbo is willing to go to to solve a <laughs> murder case? he will rent a goddamn apartment. Yes, that's what's that's what's so great about that.
1: Columbo would get a tattoo on a baby to solve a crime. Probably that's my feeling on
0: a baby's face.
1: He'd eat a bear's ass through a wicker work chair.
0: Yes,
1: uh, I mean, like his, a, Columbo I'm would sorry.
0: would sign up for a Discover card
2: to solve a mystery. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, look, I'm so sorry, it. I keep interrupting you.
2: No, no, I was going to say, like, you know, taking, like, a spoiled bottle of wine to a restaurant and asking, it's like, hey, can you make sure to service this for the last course of... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's within the realm of... You know, I mean, that's what I'm yeah. doing, but it's like, it's not really that extreme. Signing a lease? set. That, I that's don't anything. want to sign
0: a lease in real life. That's like, I yeah. think
2: that's
1: the kind of apartment where you can sign a lease that lasts a week.
0: Oh, probably. Yeah. That's yeah, the that. kind of apartment where you can sign a, sign a lease where you're just slipping <laughs> some guy a folded 20. Yeah, i yeah, yeah. your I'm least.
2: guessing that's. In fact, I'm thinking that it might be like a a residency hotel or something like that. But, but he um,
0: took. But he took his shirts. his, yeah, he pajamas, his clothes, up. his bathrobe, photos of relatives. <laughs> There's <his> going <laughs> to be <laughs> things.
1: so many bed bugs in the Colombo house know. now. <laughs>
0: she's she's going to be so mad. I'm like, oh, like, what does this smell like? Uh, don't so, worry uh, about it. I, gotta, I, I about got. I to it.
1: wondering if the, if we have a first in this episode. What's that? Well, this is the first time that Colombo has faced. The actual murderer mm-hmm. and written him off as a suspect. Oh, as near as I can point. tell. When he's talking to Sumner Sloan.
0: And he brings up the, the negligee thing.
1: The negligee. And he's so sincere about it and doesn't try to, you know, come up with an explanation or whatever. Right. And you can see Columbo goes, okay, not the guy. And ah. that's it. He stops investigating him completely.
0: That's why the car doesn't work outside. There's a supernatural aspect to it.
1: <laughs> the car knows. Yeah, you didn't know that the yeah. car is actually the one solving the crimes, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, Columbo's Columbo's crime-solving car, <laughs> and, and, uh, and and the
2: and the dog later,
1: right? And the dog later. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the uh, cutscenes. If, if you buy the DVDs, there's a lot of deleted scenes of the car actually talking to Columbo. <laughs> yeah. And saying, I think
2: Halperin's your man.
1: And,
0: and incinerating a parking I think parking Halperin tickets.
2: is your man. Yes. He's no, I, I think the car would have Ann Southern's voice, maybe. <laughs> yes! Oh, God. Oh, uh, oh dear. That was, a, that was a deep cut. Oh, no. <laughs> a
0: deep, terrible cut. Good oh, Lord.
2: <laughs> sure. kind of thing? How come Jerry Van Dyke never showed
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's a good point.
2: Yeah, he'd yeah. be another good
0: one. Even just like a, a nervous guy at a service station. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a car into like uh, like the uh, like the um, Larry Storch part. He seems like he would be good with that kind of uh, deal. You, you would have been good as a little bit part one. Yeah,
1: I could, I could see him. I can see him heading up a taxi depot.
0: Bad representation. Yeah. Chalk it up to that.
1: Uh, I want to tell you about one of my other favorite bits.
0: Okay, one more favorite at, bit
1: at the at the uh, used car lot. Yes. When Columbo was talking to the uh, to the. Uh, the young toy, boy toy of the 36-year-old cougar. Um, a himbo, I think they... Re- a himbo, I love that's a good word. They refer
0: to yeah. as a himbo. Uh,
1: when Columbo introduces himself as being from the police, that guy gives up his boss like that. Oh, yeah, he doesn't mm-hmm.
0: care. Yeah. yeah.
1: The second, uh, Columbo, please go around and a
0: 2nd
2: I got nothing to do with what they do here, man. Yes. <laughs>
1: just immediately that, he even kind of points he's like yeah whatever they do over there in that office that's clearly financial dad
2: that's hookers the cheap. trunk
0: that's not me it's that, it's, it's that it, guy it's that guy over the, there in that trailer the,
2: yeah, the other bit I love about this that scene because it's so 70s is that it's like you know he's like oh yeah I had a you yeah know, we were gonna have a date but she never called me so I just figured yeah she you know she flaked out or whatever, and it's like, well, what did you do? Then and it's like, oh, I just went out with like you know, our secretary here at the car lot, and we went home with her. You know, went over to the bar across the street with her, and and they don't say that they went home. I'm like, you know, it's pretty clear. Well, yes, did. oh no, he says, he says they went back to his place. <laughs> they, went, oh, okay. they went back to his place, and he's like, she's right there if you want to. And then he's just like, yeah, you want to go talk to her? She's right there. And Colombo is like, I'll take your word for it, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but he's, he to. says the best thing in the best way when he's telling her about her, what? and he goes, you can go in and ask her, ask for Cindy. <laughs> and he says it in this super like you fucking broham horrible human being way. Uh, it's but I did like, love it's that like
0: yeah you ask for uh, what's her head at uh, Universal Studios, the tour. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the name uh, of that. One yet.
1: other thing before we go, and there's so many hundreds of things in this episode, but the little that little fire plug, that little bald fire plug Uncle Fester-looking melted dude sitting in the bar.
0: Oh, oh the undercover cop.
1: The yes. undercover cop. Oh, I he's wonderful. love him.
0: Yes. He's just he had action no like backstory.
1: That. He does not... But the second the cops come in, he's on the run. Yes. And then they, they cut into the pool room, and he's there, and his gun's out, and he's ready for action. Yes. That guy has his own show.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. As far as I'm concerned. But is not going to be visiting him. No, too bad. his show. Yeah, he's fine. Oh, no, no. Honest. He's not going to go out. Yes. He's not going to go out of the... Uh, He's not going to break the uh, TV code, so he did. I need
1: to. I need to find out who that character actor is because I love that guy.
0: Yeah. So I think I'm guessing from our discussion this evening. Uh, recommended episode, Ron. Highly
2: recommended. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm.
0: You said it's your top five favorite ones of all time. yep
2: okay. I, would, yeah, I would. say that. Um, let's say uh, the Johnny Cash one. Yes. Um, oh gosh. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, oh. The telegraph help you out there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's that's what, that's my wife. I should actually ask her how it was. Um uh, well let's see. Uh yeah, a lot of the Robert Culp ones, but especially the subliminal messages.
0: Yes, I love that one. John, not as a fan, big fan. Not, not
2: a huge fan, but yeah, that's RJ's yeah, that's favorite. That's my favorite culp one.
0: That's my favorite culp episode right there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and by Don's Early Light. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually kind of have a fondness for "Make Me a Perfect Murder." That oh, that's fun. A, yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, that really one really—I really
1: warmed up to that one. I
0: liked it better the second time through yeah. than the first time around. John, yes, sir. What do you think of this episode? Which well, you already know, but you know what I'm asking.
1: Sure. Well, uh, I'm going to give this episode five Bell 206 Jet Ranger helicopters out of ten.
0: <laughs> oh, good.
1: But I'm also giving it five Hughes 369 helicopters what? out of ten. All right. Because those are the two helicopters that the one helicopter in the episode was.
0: Oh, well, Hal- interesting. Halperin's
1: helicopter changes in between shots.
0: Close up and ap-
1: between a... Between a Hughes and Wait, a Wait,
0: are yeah. both... What, the one they're in versus yeah, the, the one that in. you see the outside of? Or the, the uh, one they're in is, changes both times?
1: When we first see it, it's the 206 Bell... 206 Jet Ranger.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, which, is a, which is the kind of helicopter you usually see with like traffic reports and, and cop copters. Right, right. It's got that elongated nose. Yeah. And the second one is the Hughes 369, which is more of like a little puddle jumper. Oh. And that's the one that goes down to the pool and he jumps out of.
0: Oh. Oh, so even, like, the exterior shots, it's two completely mm-hmm. different helicopters. I didn't even catch that. There
1: you go. But, oh, uh, oh. but you know, that, that comes to a total of 10 out of 10 helicopters.
0: Oh, there you go. There it is. I
1: loved this episode. In fact, there I it loved is. it so much, it's 10 out of 10 helicopters, and it's it's one of those monkeys reaching through the bars for Leonard Nimoy's hands from another episode, <laughs> making a total of 11 out of 10.
0: <laughs> okay. That's a strange rating, but all right. It's how the ratings work. All right, sure. And you, RJ? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, Rich, yeah, Kylie is amazing in it. I, he's one of the guys where I wish he had been a recurring uh, a recurring murderer because yeah. he was amazing in it. He was great. Makes me want to go and see uh, some some version of Camelot. Was that that musical he was in? Man of, Man of La Mancha. Man of La Mancha is what I meant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like musicals, so I'm not going to see it. But, what? Uh, boy, um, I'm glad he was in it. I don't know. Um,
1: he was also, of course, in uh, The Little Prince, wasn't he? Oh,
2: know. that's right. No, w- w- wait, was he? Oh, that's right. I think he is the pilot. He's the pilot in The Little Prince. I, huh? I'm pretty sure he's the He's also in um, Pick Up on South Street. Mm.
0: This wait, really- the the the, uh, the Samuel Fuller film?
2: Yeah. Wait, who's he playing that? He's 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 the he's the um, oh the, the jerk fl-
0: guy. Yes, the one who is trying Zip. to that spy dude. Oh, yeah, right. the one who,
2: the one who kills Thelma Ritter.
0: Yes. Oh my Sorry. god! Spoiler
2: for a fifty-year-old movie, folks. Yes,
0: but oh my <laughs> god! Right. Oh, no wonder. Oh, I love that film. That's a great yeah. Samuel Thelma Filler. Ritter. Rob. Oh, oh, god. oh, I wish Samuel yeah. Fuller directed *A Columbo*, but yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give
1: you. I'll give you one more of his roles. What's that? He was the voice, he was the the supernatural voice in Howard the Duck.
0: Oh, dear. Yeah. Still of voice can't, over can't the end? can't all be winners. That's true. Yeah. Spare no expense. Anyway, uh, well, thank you. <laughs>
2: thank you. Mr.
0: Hogan for doing the show. Uh, if folks want to see what you're doing these days online, uh, where should they look?
2: Oh well, let's see. Probably the first place to look would be my website Beatrice dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably you know post to that about like maybe once a week or every other week or so. But I am definitely on Twitter every day uh, at Ron Hogan. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll talk about like books and Columbo when I'm watching it, and Premier League football on the weekends when I'm watching that. And, <laughs> okay, and pretty much like whatever pops up on my Spotify like, <laughs> when I'm listening to that.
0: And also speaking of books. <laughs> Um, one you've written recently about this this era in uh, filmmaking and whatnot, uh, what a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, uh, so about ten years ago, I wrote a book about seventies Hollywood called "The Stewardesses Flying the Plane." I
0: love the cover—the the, the Karen Black and the just yeah,
2: yeah. It's a and it's a coffee table book, so it had about um, three hundred three hundred fifty photos of like as many seventies films as we could cram into there, and. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there's a shot of, like, uh, Falk and Cassavetes and Gazzara and somebody else in there. Well, there'd have that. to be. if it's yeah, yeah, there'd have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, clowning, they're clowning around on the set of one of those 70s films.
0: Right. And people can definitely find that uh, at your better bookstores or online bookstores, too. It's, uh, it's still out there and whatnot.
2: Probably, but your best bet is online. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, but, uh, but, yeah, that, if you can find one. Grab it. It's it's great. All right, good. Well, thank you for doing the show.
0: Yes, yeah, he yes he he would definitely uh, give it a good review. because yep. he wrote it. <laughs> I wants you to buy it. It's all about the commerce. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I, I still uh, get a buck fifty. For
0: oh, you well, there we go. <laughs> I, I was in one with like fifteen other people. I think I. Don't get anything, or if I did, I'll get like a check in like ten years for like a five cents. Have
1: you have you gotten your have you gotten your first royalty check yet for it?
0: Oh, there were no. Oh, wait, me or him? You, RJ. Oh no, there were no royalty checks.
1: You can I get found you a,
0: can I get those a... copies for like uh, I think uh, a cent each on Amazon Jeez. now. Remainders, so you <laughs> could pretty much uh, if you've got uh, problems with your roof and you need some insulation up there, you could probably buy a gross. And just kind of like stuff copies, Right more good, write more, the good, of the book for write more good up there, <laughs> and uh, just kind of put them up there in the attic, and that'll probably get you through this winter, depending on the, your uh, climate.
1: Just in case our listeners are interested, the name of that book is RJ. Uh,
0: uh write more good is a book about the
1: yeah the fake AP style book.
0: That's right. Anyway, all right.
1: Well, we'll get we'll try to get you a royalty check. I just found sure. a Sure. Found it from one of our writer friends, uh, Leonard Pierce, who was on the show before, that he just got a royalty check for a book he wrote three years previous. Oh, he did? Yeah. Crazy.
0: are rolling in it. <laughs> and your book, uh, you'll be you're yeah. getting those pretty soon, too. The uh, League yeah. of Regrettable Superheroes. That's yeah, right. Looking,
1: looking forward to it. It's
0: out there. What's hey. that, is that, that, that going to be out in paperback, or is it just always going to be hardback? I, that be at that?
1: I think we're supposed I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not going to pretend to know anything. You could
0: buy a hardcover version, rip off the cover, make your own uh, stiff paper thing and glue it together, if you'd like to at home. So, yeah. order one and do
2: that. I, Why I love it, I got that? it for my birthday. It's 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 fantastic. Oh, oh thank you heart. very much. Yep. I got a dollar twenty!
1: There you go! <laughs> Wonderful!
0: Uh, Alright, well, let's show this time around. Uh, thank you again, Mr. Hogan, for being on the program. Uh, this you. is a great episode. I'm glad we finally got to it. Uh, if you want to listen to other episodes... Just one more thing. Uh, you can go to Podcast.com or go to the podcast section of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever podcast app you use. That's up to you, just as long as you listen to it. Uh, maybe, perhaps, leave a review in whatever service you enjoy. Uh, if you want to follow us for uh, pretty regular updates, uh, we're on Twitter, JMTpodcast. Uh, we like to talk to and respond to folks and retweet things they say and photos and whatnot. And we've also got a Tumblr at jomtpodcast.tumblr.com uh, If we find interesting artifacts online involving Colombo, uh, throw them up there. Uh, John posts great screen grabs, plus uh, our further thoughts on episodes. Uh, so follow us on there if you're on that particular internet service. That's program. I'm RJ White. I'm John Morris. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks! listen, just one more thing. You know, uh, recently, we had a uh, review on iTunes. It was, uh, it was a critical review, but uh, there were some uh, really good valid points made uh, with regard to uh, format, uh, the structure of the show, which we'll definitely look at. But there, there, there's one thing uh, that was in the review they I want to address that I don't I think it was very, very just grossly incorrect. Uh, In the review, they said that um, uh, the guests on Just One More Thing um, are all just uh, friends of ours. Nothing to Columbo, but just friends of ours. And I really want to clear up, uh, that is not the case. At best, uh, uh, distant or vague acquaintances, and in some cases, uh, even uh, enemies...
1: Yeah, yeah. In yeah. fact, uh, on on the few occasions when we have invited a friend of ours onto the show, we're professional enough that we ruined that friendship. Before oh, no. First. Yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. Absolutely yes. betrayed them.
0: And even the ones the ones who are enemies, you know, we're professional. Like you said, we're professionals. Uh, we don't want it. Uh, the end of it to get on the show. But I mean, in real life, it, the thought of having, say, a, a Manning Crawl or a Leonard Pierce in my house uh, makes me physically
1: ill. I would never do that. Who, who would even come into houses and rather instead of like climbing into a snake hole. I mean, would, I, I would,
0: own I own furniture. I don't yeah. want that in my house
1: with furniture. You know, I mean, I it's want worth it's worth now. pointing out that you and I aren't even friends. No,
0: no. I mean, uh, we, we just barely know each other. I mean, oh, God, it was like uh, 2011, 2012. Mm. I, I posted on um, uh, Usenet, um, alt.tv.colombo mm. uh, about maybe want to do something like this. And I don't like the uh, four or five people who responded. Uh, You're the only one who kept emailing me back after the first uh, three rounds of auditions. So that's the only reason we're doing this. So there was nothing to do with friendship in the show at all. I want to make that clear. Uh, None of these people are friends. If they were at one point, they are no longer
1: yeah, and if any of them still think they are our friends, please let us know. Yes. And we, we will, will
0: disabuse you of that notion. Easy. We will yes. terminate that friendship oh, definitely. Yes. with extreme we will, prejudice. we'll let you know. And so
1: possibly using prejudice.
0: Yeah, oh, that's easy. Yes, without that goes without saying. So um yeah, the the other things in review totally valid, we understand, but just wanted to make clear that thing about uh, us having friends in the show completely untrue. Lies. And no I didn't prejudice. I didn't want to bring uh, you know, attorneys into it, but I just wanted to address it here in the show before I got to that point. Libel. It's
1: libel. It could have been libel.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yes. This is the Quid Quo Pro.